0: Thank you for listening to this week's Small College Basketball Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Please like and subscribe for our weekly episodes and interviews that celebrate the incredible players, teams, coaches, and history of small college basketball. The Small College Basketball Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. You can follow the Small College Basketball Podcast on Twitter or Facebook. Visit us at www.smallcollegebasketball.com. Small College Basketball would also like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support of the Small College Basketball Podcast and the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic. Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. Visitcentralflorida.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Small College Basketball Podcast. We've taken a week off to celebrate Thanksgiving. Things got a little crazy up here in New York. We got high school basketball. We got college basketball. But welcome back to the podcast. Uh, We're going to, as always, celebrate the players, the programs, the coaches, and the history of small college basketball. Uh, We, of course, would like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support of the Small College Basketball Podcast and the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. I wish I was in Central Florida. I'm in upstate New York. It is cold. Coach French is with us from uh, Oakland City, Indiana. I'm sure it's cold up there, too. But today's guest is the head coach at Oakland City University, Ken French, out of the NAIA level. Uh, Coach, you're in your third season at Oakland City, member of the River States Conference and NAIA. Just want to thank you, first and foremost, for your time. This is a busy time of year.
1: It is. It's a very busy time of the year, Um, you know, and and we actually finished uh, our fall semester the week before Thanksgiving. Um, So we've uh, we've kind of we're on that break already. Christmas break that all the coaches have to deal with and feeding their kids and practice time and, you know, and all that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it is a, it is a difficult time uh, for all, all, all coaches, um, uh, over the break and that kind of thing. And our break's a little bit longer this year, but uh, um, I'm I'm excited to see how it works out for us. Uh, we've kind of got a unique semester format now.
0: Yeah, I found that as an assistant coach, break was almost, and as a head coach, break was almost more challenging than when the kids are in class because you have all the extraneous factors to be thinking about where to feed them, when, to, like, who's got a ride, who doesn't have a ride, how are you going to get them there? oh, When do they have to eat? I mean, Break. Explain the break. because I think I think a lot of people think, you know, you see the suits on TV. Coaches just show up and kids eat and they play and they hop on the plane and that's it.
1: Yeah, it's difficult because there's no downtime for a staff because you're thinking about, you know, you get done. It's what's the next meal and what are we doing? Are we going out? Or are we feeding them here? Or are we eating in a cafeteria? However your setup is, it's different. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's a challenge um, for all. All coaches over the break and that kind of thing, especially small college coaches, um, you know, to organize all that stuff and it it can be very time demanding. It can be stressful uh, because you're not you're not in a routine. You're grinding all the time. You don't you don't you know you're still trying to scout. You're still trying to recruit. You're still trying to coach your team. And now you've added two to three meals a day. You got to feed these guys and make sure you know everything's getting done. So it it is it is a challenge and it is very. Um, maybe unique to small colleges, you know, some D1s, they, you know, they got people feeding them, you know, their meals during the school year anyway. Well, that's not how we're set up. We don't yeah. have that. So, yeah. uh, you know how it is. It, it, it is a challenge and, and you better be organized and, you know, you want to make it the best experience for your student athletes that you can. You know, you don't want to just, you know, hey, we're just getting pizzas. They get tired of pizza, you know. Yeah. You got to do that so many times on the road after games and that kind of stuff. So you got to try to mix it up and try to get some meals donated. And, you know, whether it be local businesses or establishments or churches or families, you know, parents of the players and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I I love that. We're kind of going off on this tangent. I got a list of questions here to talk about the show and and, and NAIA, but like we're talking small college basketball at its core and you're a lifer, Tusculum, division two, Rio Grande, and now Oakland city, NAIA, you know, I think if you're at the small college basketball level and not taking anything away from Division ones, but if you're at the small college basketball level, you have to love being with your guys every minute because you are responsible for so much, Um, whether it's the study halls or the meals, like we're talking about on break. Like when you're
1: on break, for how long is your break, Coach? Our break, you know, it it was from, uh, what was it, November 18th. Uh, or 20th to it'll be January 8th yeah Uh, you know and we'll give them time off for Christmas but you know most people play over break uh, especially Thanksgiving break and into the Christmas break and then you you might take a week off or a little bit longer than a week uh, at Christmas and then you come right back at and you get right back at it and and you know, there's no students on campus. Um, you're dealing with just your team, and it's usually your team and the women's basketball team. and That's it. And um, you know, and 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 it, and it can be tough. You know, weather's starting to turn. It's getting cold. It's, you know, you, you focus on basketball. And you you try to hope that your team's going in the right direction and that kind of thing. But you hit the nail on the head. One of the things I was going to talk about it. You know, at this level, you're the academic advisor. You're, you're the meal coordinator. <laughs> You're the, you know, the director of ops. You're setting up all the hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff. You you do it all. And your staff does it all and you have to rely on each other and you know, and 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 you're on top of that, you're trying to scout, you're trying to recruit, you're trying to all the stuff that we talked about earlier. And and it is demanding. And I am a small college basketball guy, lifer, and and I love the NAI. Um, I love that level of basketball. I've been in NAIA life where I was Division two for a couple of years when I was at Tusculum. But uh you know, I think NAIA basketball is unique, and I think it's special, and I think there's a niche that we have there with that. Yeah, and and a lot of times you're even the entertainer. I mean, right now, right
0: now you're trying to find stuff. For, I mean, if if as a small college basketball coach, if you're only basketball with your guys over this four, five, six week stretch they're going to everyone's going to burn out right like you're also the entertainer you're the relationship builder you're you're the mentor i mean you're wearing Absolutely. all these hats right
1: yeah you're the counselor you're everything and yeah. you know and it's tough on them too you know we had some guys you know we go down to the resort early because we're you know we're kind of the host of the event down in Kingsport we go down early and we have our thanksgiving dinner in the resort and they do a phenomenal job but for, for some of our guys that's the first time they've ever been away from their family yeah um, and for other guys it might be the first time they've ever had a, a meal that extravagant for thanksgiving so you know you have uh, you have both ends of the spectrum and stuff but it, it's a tough time because you're away from family maybe for the first time um and, and and they have to deal with that and you as a player as a student athlete you have to deal with that you know and you're with your extended family, with your, with your brotherhood, the basketball team. So, you know, it, it, it is a challenge.
0: Yeah. One, one funny story. And that my first year in coaching, I was an assistant at Lincoln Memorial uh, division two in, in East Tennessee. You're familiar with the area. And my family came down from New York uh, parents and my sister, we had a couple of games over Thanksgiving and, and they were going to help coordinate the Thanksgiving dinner with uh co-shirts, wife. And, I, I'll never forget, you know, they called me on Thanksgiving day uh, at about 11 o'clock and said, hey, you know, is the turkey thought out yet? We, we have to kind of start like we have to like make it. We got to eat tonight. And and I looked at her. and I said, hey, like, where's the turkey? And she said, oh, I took it out about an hour ago. And there's no way <laughs> there's no way we're eating the turkey that night if we took it out at 10 o'clock in the morning. So. Uh, my parents and Natalia ended up driving around all of East Tennessee in that little area of Northern of Southern Kentucky to, to find somewhere that would cater a meal that night for, for 30 people. Yeah. Um, and that's just how it goes. You kind of, you, you problem solve and um, you enjoy all those, all those moments that you look back on. And so I do want to get to what you mentioned, your event, uh, the show, NAIA, uh, pre, you know, premier holiday tournament over Thanksgiving, um, held in Kingsport, Tennessee. You put this together. This is the ninth year of the show and talk about how it came into existence. This is the premier event for NAIA basketball, um, in what we call feast week.
1: Right. It, um, you know, it's, it's kind of unique. All of us as coaches have these wild schemes and you think of things, Hey, I'd like to do this and you know traveling up and down 23 when, when i was a, an assistant at tusculum and and everything you know you would see this resort off there and we didn't know what it was it had a nice golf course and all that kind of stuff and you know you come to find out that they've got a convention center and, and that kind of thing and the longer it went and then when i was coaching rio we'd drive by it and i'd be like you know it'd be neat to coat it'd be neat to host something there and, and Visit Kingsport and Franklett and Bradley Hoover, the, the, the uh, executives there, visit Kingsport. They've done a phenomenal job. They host most of the Appalachian Athletic Conference, the AAC um, championships, and they do it there at, at, at the resort at Meadowview. And um, I just picked up the phone one, one time and called him, and I said, hey, you know, what's your thoughts on this? And I pitched the idea meadowview resort had never been sold out over thanksgiving weekend and it's been sold out for eight of the nine years the first year it wasn't uh, it was close but since then it's been sold out and and there's not enough rooms there to host all the teams uh, forget about parents and spectators and and that kind of thing so you know visit kingsport they're winning in this king the 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 kingsport area is winning in this the resort's winning and I think NAIA basketball is winning because it's a great partnership. Um, it came about because I just, you watch TV and you're like, why can't we do that at our level? You know, you see Battle for Atlantis and, you know, Feast Week, all those games with Maui. Everybody goes to Hawaii and plays in Maui and and that kind of thing. But you're like, why can't we do something like this that's affordable and teams can can get to and it's a venue that would, would be able to showcase NAIA basketball and it's just – it's worked out tremendously. Um, you know, the first year we had eight men's teams, and now this past year we had 30. That might be two or four too many, but, um, you know, we had 20 Hard men's. to say no. Yeah, it is um, because I'm all about the experience and the student-athlete experience, and and I want student-athletes to experience that, you know, same feeling that the Division One teams get. And after everybody comes there to play, um i've not heard any negative comments about the event or the venue um i i, I feel like it is a the premier nai event and we were talking this year i don't know of any other holiday event that has 30 teams in, and we we feel like it might be the largest in the country and and uh, um, we feel like that it, it's a great event it continues to grow it continues to get better we've had you know, little things here and there that we've tried to improve, like the broadcasting and the streaming and same thing everybody else does, even on their home games. So um, we feel like we've made those improvements, but we just feel like it's something for the student athletes and these teams. It's about NAI basketball. It is about high-level competition, and it is about, you know, even the champion's character aspect of it. It's about showcasing what NAI is and, and what it's all about into a phenomenal event
0: yeah i want to circle back to what you said about that that student athlete experience um held at meadowview resort um explain when you read about it when you read about the show uh, it talks about the ballroom where the student where the games are played and the ballroom as you read if i'm understanding correctly it is split down the middle with a divider
1: is that right yes and there's two games going on it's actually a convention center and um it's attached to the hotel you don't have to leave the facility and the that's awesome out. if you stay there you walk right through the lobby um go to open up the door walk through the door and right there's two courts uh we've got a big wall divider in the middle we've got um one court set up as b side one is as a side and we just divide the games up and you know if you're playing on a or b and you know they're set up like little arenas um and uh, they've got nice seating on each side and that kind of thing, and and it, it really is a unique environment. It has it has like an AU feel to it uh, because you do, you know, all the teams are walking past each other and all that kind of stuff, but you can sit and bounce back and forth from the courts and watch two games, um, but, you know, you, you really get to see uh, some high-level competition. You get to see the culture of all these teams when they play, and the spirit of their teams when they're in competition, and it's really unique. And it's really, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you're if you're a basketball junkie and you want to watch a lot of games, I know a lot of people talk about going to Municipal or back in the day going to Branson or, you know, Sioux Falls and the Pentagon when the NAID2 was at those two locations, and they want to sit and they want to watch a lot of basketball, come to Kingsport over Thanksgiving because you'll get all you want. Yeah,
0: that's I was just gonna mention that's got to be a, a junkie's dream uh, yeah. if you want to sit and watch basketball I mean you can bounce back and forth and there are women's teams uh, as you mentioned but what, what do you have 10 this year I think right?
1: Yeah we had 10 this year we had a number one team in the country in Campbellsville and you know I think we had number at the time we had like number one number seven and number 21 uh, with Ryo Grand's women there I think they were seventh and Georgetown was like 21st and 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 I'll be honest like Campbellsville. They're probably the most impressive program there. They're women, um, yeah. You know, just how they conduct themselves and how they play the game, and and uh, you know, you get you just get to you get to see all that stuff, and and um, and and I think it's good for the other teams that are there because they can see, you know, hey, this is how hard you got to play, or this is how you act when you come in and out of the game, or whatever it may be
0: yeah those those events are always so special to see how the teams interact you have the hotel the convention center interactions the restaurant interactions it's it's the same thing for the small college basketball hall of fame classic all the teams are together and everyone all the coaches are together it's a really really becomes a fraternal experience um you know for those groups and you you, you mentioned high level competition i mean this year's field Arizona Christian, Pikeville, Cumberlands, Georgetown, Eve Maria, Freed Hardman, number of top 25 programs. Um, objectively speaking, how did this year's field compare to what you've had in the past? And, and, you know, is it, what's the, what's the process by which you get teams in? I think a lot of people would like to know.
1: Right. Well, the process is me. <laughs> and, um, I'm the one that makes the matchups and I talked to the coaches about yeah who do they play, who do they play in the regular season and that kind of stuff. And, you know, an example would be Shawnee state played Florida Memorial. And there was a terrific game. game. And and there was a dynamic there of the coach leaving and some players and that kind of stuff, but they wanted to play that game, you know, and, and yeah. uh, it was a high level game. It got a little heated at the end, but you know, it was, uh, I thought it, all in all, it was a great game. A uh, good contest and it's a great uh, teaching moment at the end how to handle your emotions and that kind of stuff but they wanted to play and i i would never have matched them up if they weren't if they weren't on board with it and didn't agree to it um, but i thought it was good i thought it was a good match It was a great game um but then you look you know the last few years we've had teams you know from uh north dakota to california and this year we had arizona christian and we always have the Florida teams come up and and to be honest, one of the early stages of this event, it was to help the River States Conference, the Appalachian Conference, and the Sun Conference get quality, non-conference competition and try to boost our leagues. And it's, it's grown into, you know, really high level competition. We probably had more, but we had 30, we had 20 men's teams. So I don't know if it was the best field we've ever had, but it's definitely the deepest field. we've
0: Right. Ever had. Right. And th- talk about, if you would, you know, you mentioned Shawnee and Florida Memorial, but like, when you play an event like this, there's a tournament atmosphere.
1: Absolutely. Even though it's not set up like a tournament and it's a classic and you know, your two teams prior to uh it, it is set up like a, like a tournament and everybody's watching all the other games and you, and, you know, on paper, I try to set it up where on paper it might look like everybody's going to go one and one. That would be the best, greatest event. We could right, be. yeah. You know, if everybody went one and one, we got out of there. It never happens like that. But you're going to have some teams that go two and oh, you You're going to have some teams that go zero oh and two. And you're going to have some teams that go one and one and play have to play really well to do that. And you're going to have some teams that play really well who go zero oh and two and you know, there was some teams like that that were there this year that played really well, and they're good teams. And it was just – whether it, it it's just like the national tournament. Like, it's matchup. It's based on matchups. Mm-hmm. Union played Florida Memorial the first night. Bad matchup for them, and they lost. Then they turn around and they play Arizona Christian the next night, and it's a better matchup for them, and they get a win. And right. And it's a quality opponent. So, it – you get to really see different styles of play and that kind of thing. And from a coaching standpoint, it's really, it's really interesting and intriguing to watch all those teams play.
0: Yeah. I, I, one of the things I love the most about the small college basketball event uh, for the hall of fame is the matchups that you wouldn't normally see. And you're getting, you're getting really good teams, you know, who are tested by other really good teams early in the season. It's a great barometer for what kind of basketball we're going to see for the rest of the year at the, at whatever level at D2, uh, NAIA, you know, I think it's a great barometer for how, how quality um, a season we're about to have, especially early on. Um, And so you do, we have a unique format with the show. There's no MVP. Um, It's not tournament style, as you said, but there is the champion of character award and that's right. awarded there's one player from each team that participates um if you would speak to that champion of character what the what that means for naia for the fans and listeners who don't know but also uh, what it means to have that for your tournament or for your event for the show like why that was unique and important to you
1: um well i've always been when i was at and now that i'm at oakland city i've always been the the uh, champions of character liaison or representative on the campus. And I'm certified as a champions of character instructor to do public speaking and, and talk about, you know, um, the live five and emphasis the five core values and all that. And and that was one of the, the first things that I wanted to do when I created this event. Um, not only is it about the competition, but I want those kids that maybe that are, are part of those programs who always They don't always get the recognition. They may be the best player. Some of of the Champions of Character Award winners were the best player on their team. Some were not. Some might have been a manager. I I know one of them, I think, was a manager. But Some of them are kids that are on their bench or, you know, a senior who doesn't play a lot but is a leader within their program. Each coach, um, I reach out to each coach uh, in the entire field, all 30 teams, um, and uh, just ask them to nominate somebody, and then we talk about. And I talk about what the award is and all that kind of stuff, so everybody knows. And then we select one from each team, and and that's kind of how we do it is through them because they know their team the best. They know who their kids are, and um, you know I think it's just good to recognize them. Um, and that's the only awards that we have. We don't have an MVP like you said. We don't have an all the show team or anything like that. Um, we only recognize those Champions of Character Award winners, and and uh, I think it's I think it is another way to show what NAIA basketball is about, and NAIA the association uh, that's an emphasis for us, and I think it's important, and I think it's an element that I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't change that we have that you know I think since we've done it since year one I think I'll continue to do it, and uh, I think it's important. I think it means something like. I have a lot of parents ask for that picture um, when that kid comes out and gets that that certificate and everything. So I think it means a lot to those kids too.
0: Yeah. That's why we all do it right. Is that, right. is that relationship piece, the, the individual growth piece to, to get student athletes to be, you know, at their best in the future. So the, the, the character of champion, you know, that's, um, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Champions of Character Award, obviously right up the NAI's alley and fits well with with what you're doing with the show. So what's next with the show? What's, what's the long-term vision?
1: You know, right now we feel really good about where we're at. Um, we like the format. Um, we've talked about maybe branching out and doing something in December, like bringing in eight teams and just play a tournament. Uh, the issue and the problem with that is in the NAI, um, we're limited on the number of games that we can play, and there are some leagues that play 22 plus league games already, so they don't have the ability to play the non-conference um, games like like they want the number of them. and And to play quality non-conference competition for some leagues is very hard. That's why the show is really, really important to the Appalachian League because they play like 24 league games. So, you know, they host the classic and then they come to the show and they're not caught their schedule's done. And I think it helps some of the top teams in that league. Um, And I think that uh, the way we grow is, you know, like this year I'm I'm wearing a t-shirt and that kind of, we started doing some merchandising um, and had stuff for sale. The streaming this year went the best that it's ever been. uh, And I thought that was important. I think that's important because there's a lot of, there's a lot of parents who can't make that trip. Um, And everybody now is so used to with the technology and everything, whether it's on their phone or their computer or whatever it may be on their smart TV, pulling up their, their, their daughter or their son's games, even at the college level and watching them. And I think that that is another aspect of of what we've done, improving the streaming and the broadcasting and Ryan Mossman uh, from Milligan university assistant baseball coach there. He took care of all the streaming this year and it went, it went great. Um, you know, just adding some things like that, uh, and, and just trying to make it better, we're getting ready to purchase, um, Frank let visit Kingsport. When I say we can visit Kingsport, but it helps the show our event. They're getting ready to purchase a new court. So we're going to replace one of the courts, which is going to make it an even better facility. Um, so there's some stuff like that, but it's just logistical um, the first and foremost and center stage is the competition. And I think that's always going to be there. Yeah. And, and your time coach,
0: (laughs) your time as well, like your time is limited. You're in season putting this on, obviously with the help of the people at Kingsport, but, uh, but your time, I mean, this is a tremendous, uh, amount of time for you.
1: It is, it it, it is, it is. It would be hard to explain to somebody how much time is put into this organizing the event, getting the matchups, getting the teams, getting the awards, all that kind of stuff. But then there's this aspect of it of um, you know we go down our, uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday because we're kind of the host, make sure everything's set up and all that. And, but uh, Coach Hester, Mark Hester at IU East, he and I talk. He's been in, he's been in the t- the the uh, show from day one, so. Uh, we share a lot of stories about everything that's going on down there and that kind of thing. And there is a Kingsport hangover, there is a show hangover. Ugh. And if you watch teams play their first game back from when they get back from the show, the first half they usually don't play very well. Yeah. And especially if it really poured into the two games that they've played. And and unfortunately, we we went through that last night. We played last night and we had a horrible first half, Ugh. and then played better in the second half. But everybody goes through that, and it's, it's really um, – there's something to that. And we're not making excuses because, you know, most coaches don't. We don't. We, we, yep. It's just the reality of it. You travel all the way down there, you play two really tough games, and then you come back and you jump right into league play. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a challenge.
0: Well, I want to be respectful of your time, and, and thank you so much for taking the time tonight after a league game, uh, you know, last uh earlier in the week and then you got Saturday, December 2nd, IU Southeast. So you're right in the middle of conference. Um just speak about as as the last question, kind of speak about what the relationships mean to you in NAIA basketball and through the show that you've been able to develop through this event. You know, speak about just the relationships you've been able to cultivate doing all this.
1: It, it, it's paramount. That's why I do what I do. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been, you know, conference chair, I've been conference raider, voter, whatever you want to call it. I've done all that. I've been on the NAI ABC executive committee. I've served on so many NAI NABC committees. It's not even funny. I've served on the tournament committee. I might be the only person that ever worked both the NAI division two tournament and then, Couple, take a couple of days off and go work the NAI Division I tournament. So I've cultivated a lot of relationships through that. And I think that's what has benefited the show because a lot of these coaches know me from that. And they've heard about the event. They call and they ask about, hey, the show, tell me about it, and that kind of stuff. It is truly a um, non-conference showcase to the competition Um you know, neutral site event and everybody, every school that gets in it, they're like, we're, we're not paying out guarantees to get teams to come and that kind of stuff. In fact, teams are paying for one set of officials to play in the event. So Mm -hmm. it is, it is truly a a neutral site and, and, you know, it's hard to pull something like that off. And I think it is based on relationships and, And the reputation of the event, my reputation, and and I'm not like that. I don't promote myself and that kind of stuff. It it just – I have put a lot of time in this and and made a lot of friends in this game. And I've always gone, you know, with the theory that if you're good to the game, the game will be good to you. And I feel like I've been very, very good to NAIA basketball. And truth be told, NAIA basketball has been very good to me.
0: Well, I know everyone in small college basketball, especially at the NAI level, is is fortunate to have you involved and to have the show being run. Uh, We're obviously looking forward to the 10th event, uh, the 10th annual event. But um, Coach Ken French of Oakland City University, co-founder of the show in Kingsport, Tennessee, one of the premier, if not the premier holiday event for NAI basketball. Um, Coach, thank you so much for your time. It's been a, uh, an absolute pleasure to have you on. We we talked a little bit beforehand and I had, I hadn't really known a lot about the show. This was as
1: valuable for me as it was for all our listeners.
0: This is, this is terrific. So happy to be able to have you on and talk about it.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime we can talk about, you know, NAI basketball, number one, the show or Oakland city university and that kind of thing, you know, I'm all for it. And, and again, it's not self-promoting. I'm promoting the game. I'm promoting our level of play. And I'm promoting an event that I believe in and that I think is the premier holiday event at our level. And uh I appreciate you having us on and, and having me on. And and uh it, it's always great to talk basketball and especially something so positive like the the show and the event uh, that we're running down in Kingsport.
0: Well, thanks again and good luck, uh good luck later Saturday against IU Southeast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome back to the Small College Basketball Podcast. My name is Chris Cottrell, and with more than 10 years of small college basketball coaching experience and entering our third season of full coverage here on the Small College Basketball Podcast, this is the only podcast with interviews, news, and highlights that celebrates the incredible coaches, players, and programs across all of small college basketball, celebrating NCAA Division II, NCAA Division III, the NAIA, the NCCAA, and the USCAA. Small College Basketball, would like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support of the podcast and the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic. Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. That's visitcentralflorida.com.